Today, Poland arrests two Russians recruiting for the Wagner Group. The vice president of Taiwan visits the US. A far-right populist takes the lead in Argentina's presidential campaign, and North Korea steps up their weapon production. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday, the 14th of August, 2023. Poland has arrested two Russians accused of distributing propaganda material about the Russian mercenary group Wagner in the Polish cities of Warsaw and Krakow. According to Interior Minister Marius Kaminski, the internal security agency and police identified and detained the individuals who now face charges including espionage. It follows reports of Wagner posters appearing in Krakow, saying, We are here and join us, and featuring a QR code that led to a recruitment page for the mercenary group, which now has a presence in neighbouring Belarus. Poland's Prime Minister has previously warned that the group's new presence in Belarus poses a threat to the country, and that they may try to carry out sabotage actions in an attempt to destabilise Poland and NATO. Meanwhile, there are a number of stories related to the war in Ukraine from today and over the weekend. So here's a quick rundown of some of what's happened. Ukraine's President Zelensky has vowed to carry out completely fair retaliation in response to Russia's shelling of her son, which on Sunday killed seven people, including a baby. In the Black Sea, Russia fired warning shots at a cargo ship and boarded the vessel to carry out a forced inspection. In a statement, Russian authorities said they fired automatic weapons after the ship's captain failed to respond to a request for an inspection, adding that it was heading towards the Ukrainian port of Ismail. Russia says that the inspection was completed and the ship continued on its way. Ukraine has called it an act of piracy and a crime against civilian vessels of a third country. Meanwhile, Russian forces shelled the key southern Ukrainian port city of Odessa overnight using drones and missiles, injuring three people. And finally, China has announced that its defence minister, Li Shangfu, will visit Russia and Belarus this week. Right now, Taiwan's vice president, William Lai, is in the middle of a visit to the United States, a visit that's causing frustration in Beijing. In a speech to supporters in the US, Lai said that if Taiwan is safe, the world is safe. If the Taiwan Strait is peaceful, then the world is peaceful. And that no matter how great the threat of authoritarianism is to Taiwan, we will absolutely not be scared nor cower. We will uphold the values of democracy and freedom. It's not hard to see who Mr Lai is referring to here. The Taiwanese vice president's visit to the US is officially simply a stopover on the way to Paraguay, where Mr Lai intends to attend the inauguration of Santiago Pena. Paraguay is one of only 13 countries that maintains formal ties with Taiwan. About Mr Lai's trip, China called Lai a separatist and a troublemaker. Previously, they described him as a practical worker for Taiwan independence. China sees Taiwan as one of the most important diplomatic issues, and therefore, this visit will likely not improve the US-China relationship. So that's Taiwan. Moving on to Argentina, where far-right libertarian candidate Javier Millet has pulled off an unexpected victory in the presidential primary, putting him on a strong footing ahead of October's presidential election. 
Millet, who has often been compared to the likes of Donald Trump and Bolsonaro, won about 30% of the vote, while the combined candidates for the centre-right opposition Together for Change coalition received about 28.3%, while the incumbent centre-left union for the Homeland candidate won a combined 27.3%. The primary results mean that the three main candidates in October's presidential election will be Economic Minister Sergio Massa, former Security Minister Patricia Bullrich and Javier Millet, who is a congressman and economist. Millet's lead in the primary over Argentina's two main political forces has upset the presidential race and made him a serious contender, having largely been polling in third place. Millet has advocated closing the central bank and dollarizing the economy. He wants to cut spending, shrink the state and privatize state-owned enterprises and denies the impact of humans on global warming. He opposes gun control and abortion and denies that 30,000 people were disappeared by the country's former military dictatorship. With the election fast approaching, the issues facing Argentina should not be understated. Inflation is above 100%, the currency continues to slide, and the poverty rate is rising. The results of the primary show that the three coalitions broadly have similar levels of support, suggesting that the October election will likely go to a two-person runoff in November. It's been reported this morning that North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has recently inspected key munitions factories in his country. As a result of the visit, the leader has ordered a drastic boost in the manufacturing of weapons, including missiles and rocket launcher shells. Unsurprisingly, Kim Jong-un's instructions come at the same time as the US and South Korea prepare for military drills. Similarly, it's been reported that this comes amid the Russians trying to purchase more weapons from North Korea for their war in Ukraine. It's expected that Kim Jong-un could conduct more weapons tests soon, despite allies making clear that they have no intention to attack North Korea. We've got an update from Niger now, where the country's military leaders say that they will prosecute the ousted president, Mohamed Barzoum, for high treason and undermining state security. Despite international calls for Bazoum's release, he remains in detention at the presidential compound following the July 26th coup. Diplomatic efforts have largely floundered, with various delegations from the regional bloc ECOWAS, African Union and the UN being denied entry. That being said, the junta said on Sunday that they had approved talks with ECOWAS for the coming days. ECOWAS has threatened military action against Niger if constitutional order is not restored and has ordered its troops on standby, though the bloc says a diplomatic and peaceful solution remains the favoured outcome. In the final uplifting story today, it's been reported that artificial intelligence has been able to detect 20% more breast cancers from mammograms than traditional screenings by radiologists. This news comes from the early results from a Swedish trial. The trial looked to over 80,000 women, half of which had radiologists look at their mammograms without AI and half with. This shows just how useful AI could be in the world of medicine going forward.